1: Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. It's the week of October 14th, 2021. This is episode 239 and I am your host, Chris Randazzo. Not joining me tonight is incoming flux, Karen Randazzo. I'm upstairs and I'm
2: really sick and I'm sorry I couldn't be there. No worries, Spot honey.
1: Spot on. Uh, 90s themed off Angie Fernand.
2: <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry.
1: <laughs> and night court judge, Evan Goldstein. Holy vampires, Batman. Tonight, Doctor Who gets a new old showrunner. she comes to life. One of the best TV shows in history gets a new lease on life and more. But first, how the higgity heck are you?
2: <laughs> I know what show you're referring to, by the way. Well played, You're damn sir. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh,
1: I thought it was Night Court. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Night Court's some solid stuff, but it's no DA Jack McCoy. That's very true very very
2: true it ain't no law and it ain't no order
1: <laughs> goddamn right that show is so good i've been re-watching it still i mean, was i starting to re-watch it well, yeah i talked about this last time on the show i'm still watching it while i work i was actually just watching it when i came down here to set up mm-hmm. i had an episode queued up on the plex and i was just uh, just you know watching a little bit more of it i'm in season three now um It's still Seretta and Logan as the cops, but Paul Sorvino is going to get shot in a couple episodes. Then we're going to get Jerry Motherfucking Orbach in there, and then we get Lenny Briscoe. And it's like Lenny Briscoe and um, uh, Detective Logan are like one of my favorite pairings because, like, I always thought Chris Noth is awesome, and like it, uh, it was super cool getting this like one season of him and Jerry Orbach together before Chris Noth eventually moved on from the show and then we got who was first partner they didn't go right over to jesse martin did they oh now i'm drawing a blank ah well i'll find out in a little bit anyway yeah what's new with you guys
2: we are highly amused by your uh your sickly babblings
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm a tad under the weather ladies and gentlemen so i'm i'm a bit stuffy i'm really tired like, really tired. Uh, and I may or may not cough, but depending on Evan's editing skills, you might not even notice.
2: Yeah, get ready for lots yeah, of gonna coughing. There's going to be lots
0: of coughing if Chris coughs a lot.
2: <laughs> Evan's got a new job. Editing yes. is now second.
0: Unfortunately. I did get sagged done this afternoon, though. I'm very proud of myself. Squeeze that Aww. hour and 45 minute bad boy out, so we're good.
1: <laughs> <coughs> I'm proud of you, too, Evan. I. Edited um, the the new episode of A Theater Near You at about four o'clock this morning.
0: See the things we do for Geek Aid, people just don't understand
2: sacrifices. People I think sacrifices. This stuff is easy. Anywho, <laughs> I, I just get like to I sit here sleep. and sound awesome.
1: <laughs> not even Mystery Science, not even Tron worked. Like really, nothing was nothing was putting me to sleep, man. It was just like, no, there is way too much snot coming out of. Every orifice on your head, and uh, you know, you're just not gonna sleep. And you're I'm like drowning in your understand. own fluids. I need sleep to get better. Like, if I don't have sleep, then I don't get better. And my head's just like, nah, fuck you, it's not <laughs> dealing with this. I'm too busy to sleep. Who's too busy to sleep? Mean it's your job, body. All you're supposed Knock it to be off. doing, oh. your
2: body is rebelling.
1: Yeah, well, my body's a piece of, but you
0: <laughs> no. I mean, honey, you're getting. You're just getting back to normal, too, it's like
2: yeah, i'm finally uh I went for oh oh f- an hour, technically, it was one hour of walking today, which is the most I've walked in almost hey, a month and a half a month i wow. don't know yeah. time is time is a concept uh so yeah, I definitely am feeling a little bit better, but uh normally, you guys i don't know if anyone has ever realized that I stand usually when we're recording. Um, I am not doing that tonight.
0: Usually, you run a mile or it's just like <laughs> You walked, and you you know, heart rate was up and whatnot. So
2: yeah, and <laughs> my average like walking heart rate uh, with a little bit of a hustle is like a uh, hundred and five beats per minute. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um. For per second, second, you
0: have a problem. <laughs> hummingbird <laughs>
1: either um, that or you're a hamster i don't know
2: like sometimes it feels like that give me a wheel uh but yeah today you know, it i gotta was invest
1: not. in a human-sized hamster wheel not to throw things too offbeat but like it's been raining here for the last couple of days and like it just got to the point where my my, my daughter ellie was just uh we, she finished dinner and then she grabbed a bunch of couch cushions and made a pile and then she would run across the room flop onto the onto a chair and then jump off the chair into the pillows and then run a circle around the living room again, do the same thing over and over again like they just need to get energy out and they don't know what else to do with it. If I had a giant hamster wheel problem solved would be golden <laughs> problem solved sorry to interrupt back to business
2: listen that's parenting 101 guys get your kid a hamster wheel
0: yeah they get stir crazy they start vibrating for all the extra energy they have and
2: they just got to expel it in some way shape or form.
0: That's why the floor originally became lava. That's why pillows became forts. This tale is old as time.
2: What does it mean if you're an adult who still likes pillow forts? Just uh, curious.
1: You're doing something right. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're <right>. human. <laughs> pillow forts rule. Cool.
2: Uh, I just so, wanted to make sure. I didn't have any children as an excuse.
1: I, uh...
0: <laughs> I'm trying to remember how far back to to talk about like the things that we have watched.
2: Oh, I, I've been catching up on some stuff like that isn't Bones.
0: Ooh, okay, go. Yeah, oh, got?
2: oh, okay. Uh, wow, now you threw me for a loop. Uh, I didn't it's, expect it's to be put on the spot here. Here to do. Honey. Okay, yeah, I know. I just didn't think it was my turn. Okay, so I finished Bones. Um, yay, it's over. I moved on. Um, I will say my commentary on the end of this series is well done. I stuck it out like you did a good enough job with your formula that even with all of its predictability, I still enjoyed the, the end of the ride. Um, nice. so that was pretty cool. And I started watching Lovecraft country again. Uh, sure, right. holy crap. There's a lot of stuff happening in that show. And most of it makes no sense. <laughs> uh, I was watching it in the background while I was working the last couple of days. And, um, Don't ask me about the plot, guys, because when I work and watch, it's kind of not a priority. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the reason I'm still on board with the show, because it's gone fucking everywhere. Uh, Maybe it's because I don't know, like, the lore, that I am so beyond confused about the direction the show has taken, but... You know, whatever. I'm enjoying the ride. It's fine. Uh, I I th- think I'm on the last episode. I didn't get to finish it yet today. Um, but I I don't even know. Like that, <laughs> there's got to be another season. Maybe I would think the way they're setting it up, there should, there ought to be.
0: Did it? Did they? Because he moved, he went over to the MCU, didn't he?
2: Well, then, Who'd just what kidding. What are we talking about?
0: Lovecraft Country. He's the the guy Who's that showed the up. MCU. He went. He became um, Kang.
1: Didn't he? Oh, that was that guy? If I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I barely remember this show. <laughs> is yeah. that, oh, wow, well, that is that guy. <laughs> 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 At least I think it's him. it looks like him.
2: <laughs> oh, Chris is amusing.
0: <laughs> what is that guy's name? We will not be moving forward with the second season of Lovecraft Country. Oh, HBO said in a statement.
2: Okay, well there you go.
0: Uh, why am I watching this then?
2: Why do I make these He's decisions? Kang of the world. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. Everything. Kang of the world. Uh,
1: that one's not mine. That was this guy Eddie who he used to work with at the comic book store. He would crack me up. We had a little uh bust of Kang and he'd be like go over to the counter and be like, "Look at me. I'm Kang. I'm Kang of the world. I'm Kang of this case. I'm Kang." it's funny
0: <laughs> made me spot laugh. on
1: yet again, man. Your impressions
0: tonight are fantastic. Yeah, man.
2: <laughs> Thank we just, you. We just need to, to capture this. Welcome. Just bottle it. <laughs> <sighs> it's wonderful. Uh, yeah. So what anyway, else? going back, uh, I've been watching love on the spectrum. Uh, the second season is currently out. So that's been really cool. Um, they brought back some of the uh Sorry, participants thinking of
1: lovecraft on the spectrum oh god That's a completely different show
2: that That's a different show. would be amazing uh yeah I, oh man i don't want to say too much about lovecraft country just because like with no one else having watched i feel like there's not too much that i should say <laughs> that anyone's going to care about um but I am curious to know if any of our listeners have watched it and what their thoughts have been, uh, just because like I said, it goes fucking everywhere. Like this show has had so many weird plot twists and turns. Um, but I went to back to love on the spectrum for season two. So hopefully some of the characters that did not find their special someone last season will find their special someone this season. Nice. And it's really cute and charming and it just makes me happy to watch. I didn't even know this was a thing. Uh, love on the spectrum. Yeah. 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 It's just one of those, like, uh, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's for, uh, people in Australia on the autism spectrum. Um, it's, it's them trying to find love, like their journeys, uh, branching out into the, their romantic side. Um, and some of them, I think in the first season, most of the participants had like never, been on a date before uh, and they also have a, a coach who comes in she's kind of like a, a life and dating coach that uh, works with them and helps them to uh, communicate and you know one of the things that they get nervous about is like um, a lot of times on the autism spectrum you have to learn like it doesn't it's not the same kind of learning where you naturally can figure out how to engage with someone like you have to very carefully study how to work with a person in a in a conversation and ask open-ended questions instead of just yes or no questions and it's thinking of things to talk about when they get nervous like they just completely shut down and it's a very different experience for them and i think it's just really nice that there is a show that's celebrating their uniqueness and their neurodivergence in such a respectful way um and i hope that it's the kind of show that people watch and that, it makes them more patient with our understanding of other neurodivergent people in their life. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's just a really lovely heartwarming series. And uh, those are the two things that I've really been watching without you. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we have been
0: watching a couple of things together, so
2: yeah, I felt like my list was so much longer. It wasn't.
0: Once we, once we start saying the communal things, I'm, I mean, we, I started, okay, because of her watching Bones and (laughs) wanting to get some more David Boreanaz into my life. I I, started watching Skins. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I checked out an episode of Seal Team, which is David Boreanaz's current show.
1: Um, what? I've never he, even heard of this.
0: Yeah he's, a, yeah, he's he's a member of like a, a seal team, like not not the military seal team. Oh, okay. Not that's not like way less role. interesting than what I was imagining. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? I knew
1: that's why I had to explain.
2: Did you picture him like in a seal costume Most or like what was what was going through your head here? Costume. I yeah. thought
1: it was maybe like a, a, a CG animated show or something like that. Maybe yeah. something Family Guy style. <laughs>
0: They're playing basketball for some reason. Um, it it's. It's okay. I mean, it's it's David doing his thing. Um, this is military base, so it's, it's very procedural. Um, Do you think
2: he goes by Dave or David? I just feel like David is so formal.
0: Well, it's, that's his actor name. Yeah. He's be- a pretty.
1: For- I think he's a formal guy. I think he's the kind of dude that would insist on being called David. I think if you call him Dave, he might like like yeah, actively slap you or something. <laughs> just not like respond the, at all. <laughs> gl- he has a glove in his pocket just for such an occasion. Oh, like he's white ready. <laughs>
2: what if I was into that?
1: Um. Can I say, go for it, young lady. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Hello, Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. May I have another? <laughs> Huh. Name of our podcast. What? So <laughs>
1: So that
0: didn't really I I didn't get engaged very much with that, so I said I'm gonna go back to an old staple and I'm gonna do a rewatch that because I was Angela was doing the rewatch of Bones and I would bounce in every once in a while and watch mm-hmm. a couple of episodes with her and then I would just peace out. I didn't really matter to me. I'm doing that with her now with Angel. Because I'm gonna do a full rewatch of that, and she'll pop in whenever she wants
1: to.
2: Yeah, which I think is uh, such you a are great just opportunity. Boring,
1: all over the place here, huh? Yeah, yeah.
2: but this is good. Like, I, I'm really, I'm actually genuinely excited about this because I've never watched all of Angel. I've I've seen it sporadically. I remember the Muppet yeah. episode, which was phenomenal.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I haven't seen all of Angel either. We did all of Buffy not that long ago. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, when I say not that long ago, like the grand scheme of things, what is it probably like? ten years ago right. or so we did it before John was born um and uh I because I had never seen Buffy before so that was that was a unique experience um mm-hmm. I didn't hate it I didn't love all of it obviously but yeah uh, right. it was a good time uh, but then we started like kind of watching a little bit of angel and I was like yeah I don't know it's more of the same I'm- just it's
0: you know just a different slice of it um yeah what I did I think fi- I had enough <laughs> yeah what I did find out though is that there is no a uh, high res version of it. Like you can't get a 1080p version of Angel and that is because Buffy the Vampire Slayer fucked all that up. Um apparently when they upresed Buffy for the, like the Blu-ray release and whatnot.
1: Oh no, the widescreen thing? Yeah. Oh, that was tragic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, for those that don't understand, when they upresed Buffy, the a show was originally aired in, in standard definition, but they filmed it in widescreen. But because they were airing it in standard, they didn't give a shit about the sides of the picture. So granted... Yeah, they
1: filmed it in widescreen with the intent of cutting it down to full screen. So yes. there's, like, cameras and shit on the side. And they're like, ah, fuck it, throw it in there.
0: And as opposed to cutting it, like, boxing it for, a, you know... A, a- <laughs> 11 by 17, no not 11 by 17 it's, what is it, 4 by 16 whatever it is, the ratio
2: 16 by 9, this is by 9. really oh, fun to listen like, to it, though. I was thinking about it's, the paper it's,
1: it's four, what are four numbers? By three. 16 by 9 is widescreen 4 by 3 is standard right. I wasn't going to say anything because it was really fun listening to you <laughs>
0: <through>. <laughs> as opposed to cutting the standard down <laughs> to make it fit the right proportions they used the shit version <laughs> and they, they, they actually released that <coughs> And people were like, "What? What the fuck are you doing? This is horrible!" So they didn't do it with Angel. So the best I can get is like a 480, and that's barely DVD release.
2: But I would absolutely love a version of Buffy where you're watching it and you see someone like jump off screen, like they, because they it, got caught it's there. on camera. It, it's I that's what it is. Want that <laughs> in my life?
0: It's, it's, not, it's not like you see boom mics. You see, you, like you see things, and it's not. A, it's not all the time. It's just. Most of the time, like it's
1: more than it should. Kind
2: of like when I saw that shadow on screen the other day, I was so proud of catching that. You too. caught
1: something. That you were yeah. supposed like, to be able to It's say? like the exact reverse of the problem they had with the Simpsons when right. they put it on Disney Plus. Right. It's like so, you don't. Th- this show was wa- full screen. You don't have to try and make it widescreen. I had a similar situation with my fucking Dragon Ball box sets up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that show was not in widescreen. Okay, and they released the only DVDs you could buy of that show for the longest time were in forced widescreen, and it was like Panets again. I hate you so much. No, no, the opposite of panes It was just crunched. They just sliced the top and the bottom off it to shove a full screen image into widescreen, so it filled the whole screen. Uh, and I'm looking at like, where's the rest of his head? What is, <laughs> what is wrong with you? This, <laughs> this is so you not the- right. Dragon Ball's not a short series. They did it for the whole goddamn yeah, series.
0: 5 <laughs> 5927 <laughs> episodes of that show. Like
1: Jesus. they took the time to do that for They're like it's remastered for widescreen. Like they intelligently thought about like how are we going to cut all of these screens to make them full uh, widescreen? I'm like you don't just fucking deal with it. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's, it's, just that's give me the whole picture. Uh, terrible <laughs> Looney Tunes. Terrible.
0: Um, I caught, I checked out an episode of the New Wonder Years. Um, I was oh yeah. been pleasantly good surprised. It was, it was, it was good. <coughs> um, Gus from what was it, was there, Psych? Of Psych played a great dad. Uh, be cool. That was his, his catchphrase. It's, they're paying attention to the, the, the whole race situation in that time period, which is great, but they're not, it's not. Super heavy in the first episode. It's there and it's very apparent.
2: Uh, um, for anyone who wants the name, it's Dule Hill. By the I, way,
1: Dule Hill. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. He's like he's from West Wing for me, but oh, uh, that's true. For, uh, what, I what, what year that's is this yeah, again? Is context. this the eighties? Sixty nine. Yeah. Oh geez, it's, it's all the way back in. What when, when was the original one set?
0: Set. It was set in the sixties.
1: Huh. For Sh- some reason, I thought this was supposed to be like in a more modern. Time. No, no, that, and that was oh, the thing right. that
0: they were doing it back then, and the, it's the, the the story doesn't play out the same because now it's for an African American family.
1: Yeah, um, it's a pretty different life back then than uh than Fred Savage and right, and yeah. but it doesn't it
0: it it doesn't feel that awkward. Like I I expected it to be really uncomfortable, and it wasn't. It was it was entertaining. It was sweet and cute, like the the original Wonder Years. I wanted to hear that the the original theme song they did not play it i have to deal with that um i think i'm gonna actually continue to watch it i'm gonna check out and see see where it goes because the cast was great they did a great job um so yeah um what else i watched as an episode of oh what was that one with the um with loki and 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 house Night oh, man, the night
2: manager. <laughs> so. Oh my God! Okay, so <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> again, Tom Hiddleston and uh, Hugh so Laurie.
1: Hugh Laurie. So yeah, way to get my hopes up. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah,
2: I I had to think hard about that one for a second. I was like, when the Sorry. hell were they together? Um, oh. Yeah, I came
0: across this show. I don't even know when it was from, but it, I wish I had. It. Yeah, 2016. But what happened is, is I saw the cover of it, and it was those two front and center. I'm like. Yeah, I gotta check this out. It's a, about a former British soldier who is the night manager at a hotel, a number of different hotels. Um, <laughs>
1: really thought you were about to say a Lowe's.
0: No, hun, no, no, no. Um, when when did this this take place? Because you said during
2: that- the Arab Spring.
0: During the Arab Spring. So
2: I think the uh, initial setting was in uh, Egypt in 2011 if i'm not mistaken is when the 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 first the first look the first hotel location like uh, basically the where the story starts for the viewers is in uh egypt in 2011.
0: yeah and he's um thwarting like arms deals and whatnot like it was like really interesting so there's another thing that i'm going to continue to watch i don't know how many i think there's one season of it i don't i, I didn't do a deep dive i just saw it i'm like hey let me check this out and see if it's worth watching and now it is so i'm going to watch more of that uh and i think finally the last thing that we both have been watching has been uh, midnight mass
2: and only murders in the building Ooh,
0: we caught up on only murders in the building too yeah we finished that no well we're up to date i thought it was over in episode eight we have one more episode coming
2: and we were caught up we watched the end of ted lasso
1: did we do that last week
2: uh before the last recording
1: no 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 no, no that, oh no no see. we didn't talk about that yet no i mean oh. we talked about it online but we haven't yeah Actually, had uh, okay. that discussion yet? Do
0: so you know what it was? We did speak about it, but it, it. I did. I thought it was the last episode. We still had two episodes to go. We talked right. about it during yeah. the the funeral episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we could talk about that real quick.
2: <laughs> uh, spoiler alert: Nate sucks. Such a douche. Yeah. How do you feel about him, Chris?
1: I want very badly for him to have a redemption arc. Um, I don't think we're gonna get it. And I think it's going to be that show's way of saying you can't save everybody. I agree. Um, I, I I feel for the guy. He's he's doing this because he hates himself. Like there, he he spits on himself in the mirror and shit all the time. Like
2: I, he's despise not doing that, this because genuinely
1: believe he, he he doesn't genuinely believe the shit that he's saying. He's he's doing all this because he hates himself and he's trying right. to, he's trying to prove himself to his dad who thinks he's a failure and stuff like. I I posted a thing when Evan posted on Facebook about um, the whole Nate situation. You sent that, that, the, that, that the,
0: thing that you sent to me privately.
1: Did I send it to you, or did I post it on your post on your? Oh, I thought your message to me. I you think I have, put you it on the post it, you that you had written okay. uh, about it. Let me see if I can find it. So the actor who um, played Nate. Uh, posted something on Twitter. This was fascinating. Yeah, I posted it on your wall. Okay. Um, Nick Muhammad. It just, I mean, the character became relatively, I mean, somewhat hateable. Um, during the whole thing, but also like I really felt for him because he was he hated himself, and I remember you know, the whole bit where the the thing with a uh, uh, what's his name. Uh, Roy not being upset that he Mm -hmm. kissed Keely like at all. Yeah. And like, I understand why he's taking those things. So I'm just going to, I'll just blow through this because, you know, fie the what not, right? We're here. Let's live the dream. So he posted this, which was really interesting because when at the end of this episode, when he was yelling at at Ted for abandoning him, (coughs) me and Karen, like, what the hell is he on about? Like, that's what I don't understand. When did he feel like Ted abandoned him? So alright. This this I just found fascinating. These are all things that the actor said about um Nate. One, the first time we ever see Nate, he's shouting at Ted. So the first time we ever see Nate that's what he's doing the roast from season one is fun and taken in good spirits but you can see how much of a kick Nate gets out of laying into the players it's payback time right because the players had always been digging into him so he has like a taste for revenge when Nate first believes he's been fired at the end of season one he turns on Rebecca and calls her a shrew at first glimpse in, at first glimpse into his nasty side the hair color change was deliberate flex of gray that were painted out in season one and were painted more and more gray as season two progressed it's a wig by the very end thanks to nikki austin and alexis Don uh doyman Dolman for making this happen in the way in the way bitterness guilt shame and stress can often change someone's appearance appearance they thought it would be a fun to track nate's spiral in this way in my head nate was transforming into jose I don't know who that is. Uh, a lot of, a lot of the key beats in Nate's season two journey are unheard, unseen, or dialogue free, but they were all scripted, including the spitting. Yuck. <laughs> Speaking of which, when Nate spits, he's both physically and metaphorically spitting at himself. Deep down, I think slash hope, he hates what he's becoming. Though whether he will truly be redeemed, I genuinely don't know. The opening and closing shots of season two are the same, but in the final shot, the the light in Nate's eyes has supposedly gone out, also scripted. The only scene solely between Ted and Nate in Season 2 is in Episode 12. The last scene before this was when Ted apologized for snapping at Nate in Season 1, just before Nate delivered the roast in Episode 7. Brilliant job by the writers on showing rather than telling just how abandoned Nate feels. That was the one that got me. I had It never occurred to me that the two of them didn't do a single scene together throughout this entire season.
2: See, I noticed that because I kept being like, why are they never alone together? That's interesting.
1: It never never even got to me. Anyway, similarly, when Beard calls Nate out on his behavior against Colin in episode 7, Nate's first reaction is to ask whether he told Ted. Ted is largely unaware of Nate's downfall until he receives the text at the end of episode 11. Not, cont- not to condone Nate's subsequent behavior or attitude, but season 2 is jam full of microaggressions against Nate. From Ted laughing at the prospect of Nate being a big dog, to Roy not being bothered that Nate made an inappropriate move on Keely, to him not receiving an espresso machine. The latter for me is a great example of jokes having consequences, which Jason has spoken a lot about. It feels like a joke, and is essentially played that way in the scene, but you know this is the kind of stuff that's ripping Nate in two. The picture that Nate gave Ted for Christmas is next to Ted's picture of his son at home, which we get a glimpse of as Ted is getting ready for the funeral and before his panic attack. I recall this being one of Bill Lawrence's ideas, a typically emotional beat from a while ago, and it devastated me when he first told me about it. Also, when Brendan Hunt casually casually told me their plans to have the Believe sign being ripped in two, I fell on the floor and screamed once yeah. again here are the names of the pheno- phenomenal writing team ashley nicole black brendan hunt joe kelly phoebe walsh brett goldstein jack uh jane becker bill lawrence jason sudeikis Leanne brown jamie lee bill Rubel, and sasha Guerin.
2: that's crazy fascinating
1: it really is
2: what's I love fun that is that how some they- of
1: my friends have been like complain. like my friend joe was posting about just like um a week before about how, um what's his name? Um The guy from The Independent. Yes. <laughs> like, he he would never have done that. Oh, like, man. it didn't make any sense for him to have done that. And then, like, it was directly addressed in the, 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 the following episode that it was like, he did that on purpose and then threw away his job because he didn't want to do this anymore. It was mm-hmm. fascinating. Like, I the show just does not stop impressing me even when i start to think that maybe it's not then it just pulls this thing out under from from underneath my feet like no no we've been doing this shit the whole time Mm -hmm. you're so good (laughs) this show is so so good and you could tell
0: it's that good by the way you feel watching it like it's 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 sly like it's sneaky with it with how good it actually is because it's at the end of the episode you want more, but at the same time, you want to think about what you just watched because of how good it made you feel or how much it made you think kind of thing. Like, there was a complete episode that had nothing to do with the storyline about Beard's Night Out. That was an amazing episode. Yeah. It was a throwaway episode, but it was an amazing episode. It was. It delved into the character that the... the, the yeah, I guess you could call it the character that Beard is. And you don't get that in, you know, regular good shows nowadays. So... <coughs>
2: And i can't say um, enough about how they always they always do what you what you would sort of hope a good writer would do and i think you guys have you know heard me talk about that where like i'm always like you know the god why does this character have to do this thing and then the character doesn't do that thing like i expected instead of rebecca like having character growth in season one and actually becoming like a truly likable human being and, and owning up to her mistakes. I expected them to do something where they were just like, nah, I haven't learned my lesson yet. It's going to take me longer than that. And like, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of writing that we're accustomed to now in so many shows. They're just, they never do the thing I expect them to do. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and like that has kept this show so compelling And I am constantly finding myself rooting for characters in ways that I don't do on a television show. I don't, you know, yeah, you get emotionally invested in the characters in the story because you enjoy it. But like, this is a whole other level. I mean, this is, this is really, truly, I I can't think of anything that I've seen that is written in such a compelling way uh, in any other show I've watched.
0: I can't remember the last time I watched a show weekly yeah like purposely like had to see it like when as soon as it released
2: well I like we did it. that with wanda like, say
1: besides the marvel stuff the Mar- but that's marvel- kind of a different animal yeah <laughs> I, I do that, that more out of
2: obligation <laughs> than i do <laughs> enjoyment like this i'm doing because i'm truly curious about where these characters are going and i just can't wait to see it
0: and now we have to wait for however long before the next season comes out but yeah, yeah. so
2: but great, I'm okay great, with sure. that because it's an opportunity to do another rewatch, and I have a feeling this is going to be one of those shows that I love to watch over and over again and catch those little nuances.
0: It's a shame it's so short. Like I, I had you and I had this conversation the other day. You know, when you look at like a show like Bones that was out however long ago, there's like 27 episodes per season, <laughs> and mm-hmm. this had 11, I think. Yeah, or, or ten or eleven. Like, that's it's shocking how and like not a lot. It, how different television has become yet a lot of it has stayed the same thematically like
1: hey, you know quality over quantity yeah
0: yeah 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 oh so all right and after getting caught up with that uh we started watching um midnight mass and that yeah. was your recommendation hun you, you started watching that right
2: yeah yeah it's uh i mean i hadn't watched it without you i had um this is the same guy who has done uh uh whatchamacallit house uh, haunted. Ha- uh haunting of hill house yeah. and haunting of bly manor or bly manor whatever it was uh he's got Raul Collie in it right
1: sure The guy who played uh what's his name on i zombie
2: oh yeah yeah um, yeah uh-huh yeah plays the sheriff yeah yeah but he's Uh, so he's so american in this one and it's like weird because i'm (laughs) like this does not work for you sir half of your hotness came from your accent and like your charm and your adorable like he's so grave in this show um (laughs) evan were you talking to dan about this one last night was this the one
1: that dan just absolutely hates
2: i don't know
0: no, I don't
1: think I'll so. I'll put words in his mouth. I think Dan hates this show, and I don't know why, so you should contact him and like harass him about it.
2: I should. I will. Uh, Mike Flanagan. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Uh, Mike Flanagan has, has been the one who's been directing all of these. Uh, and it's it's interesting. It's an interesting premise. I For anyone who doesn't want spoilers, don't listen to the next yeah. 15 seconds. Okay, good. <laughs> so wait, go. hold on, Chris. Ready? This
0: is a, a horror-based show. You're probably not going to watch it, correct? <laughs>
1: Oh no. I mean I'm a I am I'm all about the show existing, but I've got okay. don't oh. worry about spoilers on my account. I'm not even listening. Okay.
2: <laughs> so they okay, so basically from the beginning of the show they set this up to be vampires, but they do it in a way that's like a slow burn.
0: It's so slow of a burn that it's it be, it starts as a, a a religious monster movie or monster television show.
2: Yeah, like there's a heavy, monster doing stuff in the background, essentially, and uh, they like in the beginning there was like the cats that washed up on the beach. There's there's tons of feral cats on this little island. The whole show is based on this island community, and there's a smaller section of the island that they occasionally go to to hang out. You know, especially the kids where they want to go party and stuff like that and there's tons of feral cats there. And then there's a storm and after the storm, all the cats are on the beach, but all their necks are broken and all their blood is gone. So there's no blood on the beach. So immediately it's like, okay, vampires. Like in my mind, I was like, it's either a monster that's eating lots of blood or it's just a fucking vampire, which is a monster is that, that eats a lot of blood. Is that
0: before or after the, the priest shows up with the box?
2: That's after. So, so the priest shows before up, yeah. That. yeah.
0: Like th- there are hints to vampirism and Dracula esque things throughout the entirety of this show, but it is it is all surrounding this church that's in the middle of this town. That the town, like when I say in the middle, I mean like everybody's a part of this church. This church is a part of the community, and it's a very very small community. Um, the the priest left because he was he he went on a, a I don't
2: know. He was old. He went on a pilgrimage. They wanted to send him on a pilgrimage before he died because he was becoming very senile and they knew he didn't have much time left.
0: And then someone comes back in his stead because he is still sick and it's his his replacement for his temporary replacement for the time being. Yeah. And the first time we see him, he's dragging this large like steamer trunk into his house. His house. And he lays down and he knocks on it, and then you hear a responsorial knock. So there's another tip of, like, the, like does he have the old man in the crate? Like, what the hell is going on? Like, it's a lot of that kind of thing. And now by, what are we on? Episode four?
2: Five, huh. four, I don't and know. Like, yeah.
0: he thinks there's angels, but they're actually
2: it's a vampire he yeah on his on his pilgrimage he got turned into a vampire but the vampire had wings and like in his delirious old man's stupor he looked at it and like thought that it was actually an angel that saved him and so he brought like he calls it an angel of the night and he like brought it back with him this tiny little town and now he's (laughs) fucking turning everybody he's like he like he runs mass every day and then he's like putting drops of blood in the wine and like it's doing things for certain people in town but some of it's beneficial some of it's not and like he's turning into a fucking vampire like it's just ridiculous it's so fun they're,
0: they're, they're showing alleged miracles like so he was very old and when he he became a vampire or when he got turned he became his a younger self so nobody knows what he looked like as a kid or as a a young man
2: except for another senile woman in town surprise surprise okay
0: and apparently senile women know everything yeah it's true um there he so throughout the entirety of this these five episodes we find out that he has a, a a news clipping hanging on his wall of his house of him as a young man standing next to the church like he put it right out there on front street yep and maybe three people have seen it throughout the entirety of this show yeah
2: like nobody noticed right away and now like everyone's starting to figure it out and they're kind of like okay what the hell's going on here but also like it's too fucking late now.
0: so like people are getting people are getting healthier okay like the, the the main character's father's back problems go away his mom doesn't need glasses anymore the senile old woman is no longer senile um what was <laughs> the, there was there was oh th- there was a girl in a wheelchair and all of a sudden, and now she can walk
2: yeah I was like are you gonna get to the big one <laughs> like
0: like and that was the big <sighs> miracle moment yeah. like he, he it's during a mass and he says come on come in come and get your host and she wheels up and he Goes up a flight of stairs and he like makes her walk up, walk up the steps in front of everybody. And everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? What? That's just mean. Why would you? And then the kid gets up
2: mm-hmm. because he's turning them all into fucking vampires. But he doesn't know he's doing it. It's just crazy. Everything about it is nuck and fuzz.
0: <laughs> I have seen a lot of vampire television shows and movies because I like vampires. The first time I'd ever seen that. Okay, so there's a woman. Who's pregnant or was pregnant and she gets blood drawn okay and the doctor has the vial of blood that's be sent off to be tested and it happens to like like time she sets it in a tray and time passes enough that the sunlight comes through the window in a certain path and it hits the vial of blood and the blood started to boil right in the vial and i'm like that is such a unique fucking way to show that that woman is now a vampire
2: Or becoming like because, like that that hurt something is wrong with her blood because like she, like I don't want to I don't want to give everything away in the story. We know half of
0: the story so far. Uh, we're uh, episode five. It's so. so
2: fun. It's just it's fun and it's spooky yuki And like the last series that Mike Flanagan put out, the um the shit not, uh, Bly Manor. I was so disappointed with that series. Like it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be, and I think it was too similar but different to the first series because it was about like what you thought was going to be a haunted house so you're expecting this kind of ghost story but then the twist was like meh and now this this is a completely new direction and change of pace and i think that that's what this that's what we needed or that's what I needed as a fan. So, uh, I wish more of the original cast would come back. So it would be a little bit more like what they do with American horror story. But, um, it is what it is. I mean, Kate Siegel's still in it and she's my favorite. So as long as I get to look at You're her beautiful face, I'm happy.
0: We are literally halfway through the show because we are, we are watching episode four, there's seven episodes, but we only <laughs> made it halfway through episode four. So I can come in here and start <laughs> editing.
2: So, yeah, we'll get further. But yeah, Chris, what have you been watching?
1: Well, uh, it's been a an enjoyable ride. Let's see, we already talked about Ted Lasso. We've been watching Only Murders in the Building as well. Um, that was, uh, you know, took some took some turns there. Mm-hmm. We left off on the one where Steve Martin's girlfriend was attacked. I don't yep. know if she's alive or dead yet. I don't know yep. if there's another episode that we haven't watched yet. So if there is, and you know, the answer to that, don't tell me
2: we are. But, that's uh, where we're at. So. Oh, okay. Spot.
1: All right. Yeah. Love that show. That show really freaking good, man. <laughs> what did you think about like the silent episode?
0: What's that? What did you think about the silent episode? Because at the last we spoke, you hadn't seen that. I thought you said you hadn't seen that yet.
1: Oh no, I saw that one. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it was good. It was, I thought it, was it really- didn't strike me as like the Holy crap, amazing or anything. Uh,
0: I thought it was just interesting how each one of them handled being quiet and they <laughs> yeah, couldn't do yeah. it.
1: <laughs> it was, I thought it was really good. It just wasn't... Uh, I mean, I I, th- I think about silent episodes, I think about the silent episode of BoJack Horseman. It was like, mm. that was nuts. <laughs> but no, it was good. The whole show is good. I wasn't even all that thrilled with it to begin with when mm-hmm. we first started watching. I was like, yeah, this is fine. Uh, but then I just got really sucked into it. It's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that's go. super fun uh so we finished what if oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. We, yeah we, we did, did that, that too. too forgot about that yeah, one. yeah it was it was, yeah. Yeah, it was fine it was all
2: right yeah that's exactly i was just like yeah they brought back oh wow this is this story is just falling apart okay never mind <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was very comic booky like Ugh. it was more comic booky than mcu and not necessarily in like the yeah sort of way Like it was fun I'm glad I watched it. You know, it was it was a good time, but I'm never gonna watch that again.
2: Yeah. <coughs> right. If they make more
1: that. episodes, sure, I'll watch watch them. Why not? There's a decent way there are worse ways to kill a half hour. And it's <laughs> nice hearing all the uh, most of the original voice actors reprising their roles and the show's fine. Yeah. Um that's pretty much it besides uh, I've I've definitely so I've officially started John on Dragon Ball Z. He's officially into the show. Uh, Aww. Um, <laughs> which is great. I'm watching um, the Ocean dub, which uh, was, was how I watched the show originally. So I got into Dragon Ball Z when it was airing on, uh, I think, Philly 57, uh, which was a local station down here, uh, on Sunday mornings. They would air, I think, two episodes, one episode or two episodes on Sunday mornings. And that was like my introduction to it besides seeing envelope art in, in magazines like Nintendo power and whatnot, people be like dragon ball pictures. So I under, I, I recognized the characters with the spiky hair, but I'd never seen the show. Um, so I started watching it. I think I, I picked it up in like the second or third episode in, and then eventually started buying the VHS tapes so that I could see what came before it. And uh, I was so hooked on this show and it was very much like this, the kind of show that would have been on Sunday mornings. Like this was very Americanized version of it. It was heavily edited uh, in often hilarious ways Mm -hmm. um, because there's so much stuff in Dragon Ball that's just not appropriate for American television, especially during that time uh, aimed at kids. So like, you know, they they never kill anybody. Uh, Everybody gets sent to another dimension. Yep. (laughs) Which is hysterical. (laughs) Vegeta blows up a fucking planet. He's like, wow, you sure sent that planet to another dimension. (laughs) 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 Or somebody blows up a helicopter and they're like, oh, good, I think I can see their parachutes.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) What? Thank you for that. Completely unnecessary and total bullshit commentary.
1: Yeah, like no, he just killed those dudes. Like, that that's what that was. Or, or the when he, Nappa and Vegeta show up on Earth and Nappa vaporizes an entire city and then somebody says like, oh, it's a good thing. No, Vegeta says, ah, oh, it's a shame it was Sunday. Those buildings would have been full of people any other day. <laughs> 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 My absolute favorite was from the one that we watched today where uh, Goku goes to hell because he falls off of Snake Way and he has to like contend with these two ogres with shirts that say hell on him. <sighs> and for, for some reason, the version that you, that you have visually still says hell on it. But when I watched it on TV and when I had the old VHS tapes, they had <coughs> edited the word hell to be H-F-I-L. Which stands what? for Home for Infinite Losers. <laughs> oh boy. What? Genius. Absolute <laughs> Genius. I just, just love it. And, you know, anytime, like, Gohan's naked on the ground, there's, like, a, you know, conveniently placed small tree, like, in front of him. It's clearly not drawn by the original artist.
2: I remember, I remember <laughs> seeing that. <laughs> yes.
1: Stuff is so funny. But, uh, so, we had watched the first two episodes a long time ago, like, months and months ago, and, uh, he thought they were pretty neat at the time, but, like, it didn't really click with him so much, like, he was like, okay, that's cool this is interesting, but um, he started seeing me play this Dragon Ball game that I'm doing for review uh, for Nintendo Force, and he was like, had a lot of questions about the characters, and I was like, this game is telling this story incredibly poorly. Uh, I really want to show you more of the cartoon, and I wanted to show him the Ocean dub, because one, that's the version that I saw, and two, because it's so sanitized for American television, um, Master Roshi's no longer an issue. He's just... You know, an old man who trained Goku and, uh, and and Krillin and Yamcha and whatnot. So, oh yeah, isn't the,
2: he actually a massive perv? Yeah,
1: yes. like ridiculous. I had Evan get me Dragon Ball Z Kai, which was like basically an abridged version of Dragon Ball Z, but not a joke like Dragon Ball Z abridged. Yeah, and like I watched the first couple of minutes of it, and like right away he's trying to he's trying to grab the grope Bulma, and I'm like oh, man, and like. Bulma's got to be at the beginning of this show. She's got to be like maybe 22 tops. And Rastrooshi's somewhere around like I think a uh, couple hundred years old.
2: <laughs> yeah. So
1: I like it regardless. Like I mean he dude is just, just straight up perv. Like in the original Dragon Ball, he they only agrees to train Goku and Krillin when they bring him porn and like a teenage girl's underwear. Like it's it's not cool. It's just not cool. And um you know, it never bothered me that much when I was a kid. I was just kind of wrote it off like that's not okay, and then just moved on with the rest of the show, which I love. Um but uh I just don't want to have to explain any of that shit to John <laughs> right now. Yeah, like yeah. I don't yeah, want to explain the concept of a pervert to John or why would it why why would a very old man want to, you know, grope a young lady? Like I don't want that. And it doesn't I've mentioned this to Dan last night. Removing it removes nothing of consequence from the show. Uh, There is a pretty amusing joke about it in, like, Dragon Ball Super. That we, when I was doing the whole 60-second summary, they recently uh, put Master Roshi on their team. And part of his training was overcoming being a pervert. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay, that I love. <laughs> that's funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was but I mean like that's kind of a it's kind of a long way to go for that joke. But anyway, so I figure we're going to watch this show up to where it ends. Um uh which was halfway through I think the second season, you would call it the second major story arc uh was where it stopped airing in America. And what's fascinating is that so Evan uh, obtained the ocean <laughs> dub, and everything that aired in America is, uh, I mean, it's got just got to be rips from the, the VHS tapes that were released mm-hmm. because they're pretty decent quality, but they don't have, I don't know. They might be from TV because they have different, br- they have different commercial break chunks in them than my old VHS tapes did. Okay. Like my old VHS tapes just had the original, you know, Japanese commercial break interlude in between them and these ones have like you know and now back to our show and stuff like that in them so I don't know where these exactly came from like maybe they aired in Canada or something I don't know but very possible regardless it's the same number of episodes that of that nice quality that ends right where the show ended for us here in America but that company continued to dub Dragon Ball in other territories which i did not know because here in america funimation got the rights to it and they they picked up on the following episode doing it much more um i guess unedited uh much lower budget okay. cuz mm-hmm. like as much as they edited the Dragon Ball Z for the ocean dub they put a lot of effort into it like they really tried to cut the show to be more like an action oriented Um, American TV show, which was really cool. Um, They definitely cut out a lot of filler episodes, like a lot of them. Um, And it was fine. It really worked well for me being a kid watching this stuff for the first time. And then when Funimation took over, it was like, it was really jarring because the voices the the voice actors are the same voice actors who are still voicing the characters today for Funimation, but they really hadn't figured out what they were doing yet. Like these guys were all novices at this point and the production quality is like super low. It's just like straight up dubbed over the, <laughs> the Japanese uh, stuff. Wow. So um, <laughs> they've since gone back and redone all those. And you know, they've redone the entire series with the, the, the Funimation voiceovers and stuff. But Um, what was fascinating to me is that like, so whatever you obtained for the ocean dub after that is missing just massive chunks of the story. Uh, and they're all like clearly taped off TV. They've got like all the symbols in the corner and stuff like that of like, you know, watch this show coming up next or something like that. (laughs) And it is fascinating to me because like most of the voices are the same but like I think Goku's voice changed but then like everyone else's voices were exactly the same as the the, the ones that I watched over and over and over again on my VHS tapes back in the old days and uh, they're like like a couple like they skip 50 60 episodes at a time and it's like I want to know where the rest of these were I really want (laughs) to see like how we got here because it's these way later episodes all edited the same way as they did the original show uh, the original episodes, which is it's super cool, but
0: I see that's the clearly this Stuff isn't out there. It, that's the problem with ac- acquiring things nefariously and by a person who has no idea what the fuck he's looking for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're all listed as like I, I would imagine that this stuff. I don't think it's been released anywhere. So like, um, I'm pretty sure Ocean wasn't able to sell their stuff anymore after Funimation got their the rights on it.
0: How many episodes are there? Like, so this is Dragon Ball Z, right? Yes. Okay, and it's just a version of the dubbing, so it's all still the same. Technically, the same imagery, because I'm looking yeah, now, and there's a 30th anniversary collection. I don't uh-huh. know. What, I don't know what that means. There's 291 episodes.
1: mm Hmm. So is that's probably just the original Japanese one, right? Because I um, think that's. I have no idea. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, let's see, originally aired in Japan, Japan, uh, in 1989 Okay, was when it started.
2: Wow. That long ago?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. She was relative. Like it was, it was more or less done by the time we even got it here in America. Yeah. Um, which is pretty crazy. I'm Uh, only now realizing that. (laughs) And that's just Z. I mean, when did Dragon Ball start? Oh, Jesus. So the original Dragon Ball anime was from 86.
2: I feel yeah. so dated right now. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> and there's like I, I, the the long history of the localization of Dragon Ball is really interesting because there was an I think there was another English run even before that that aired on some channels very briefly. Uh, a completely different English localization of the original Dragon Ball before Z came over with Ocean. It's all super interesting stuff. But yeah, I've never seen anyone talk about uh, the rest rest of the Ocean dub actually being released anywhere. Uh, So I'm pretty sure it just aired where it aired, and then that was the end of it, which is so nuts because it's so different. But it's been really fun watching the show with him, and he's so into it now. That's great. Now he's like really, really into it. He's really into the characters and like it, the, 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 it's not just like, you know, the, the going crazy and the screaming and the shooting lasers out of their hands. Like he's super into like Gohan being a kid running around the woods, you know, Aww. hanging out with dinosaurs and stuff. Like, he was really into the episode we watched today where Goku fell off a snake way. Like, <laughs> Dragon Ball's got such a neat mythology to it. And that was yeah. what made me fall in love with the show to begin with. And that mythology is what makes those big, long, screamy fights mean more. And he saw me play through some of that stuff, and it had zero impact. Because, like, it just, the, the game did such a shit job telling those stories, and... And really focusing on what mattered in those those battles that made them so dramatic to watch. Uh, so I'm really excited to get to the point where they finally start fighting the Saiyans. And I want to see how he reacts when the characters start dying and not just like... Not just like, oh, well, that guy's dead and that guy's dead and that guy's dead. Who well, I don't even know who they were. But like, because they kind of... It was the one of the first shows I ever watched where they really brutally killed... S- killed characters off and i know the show said you know they went to another dimension but i was old enough to know the difference between that and that <laughs> point i was like yeah no that's just this i know this is a japanese show that means that that dude's dead what piccolo's I did was got a human-sized actual...
2: hole in his body like
1: <laughs> <laughs> they that was that was great in the beginning where um piccolo shoots the hole through Uh, Raditz and Goku where Goku initially dies in the beginning of the show like they don't show the hole in his chest at all and I paused the show after we were done I was like alright so what I didn't realize when I first watched this is that the special beam cannon actually drilled all the way through both of them in the original version of the show you actually see it come out of Goku's back dude's just got a big old hole in him (laughs) (laughs) and like there, there there was stuff like that that I didn't realize how much they edited when i first watched this show as a kid so when i eventually rewatched it all and i got those dvd sets in japanese and like you know there was so much more blood in the the fight against raditz and the fight against vegeta and um like when nappa literally punches tien's arm off like it's brutal <laughs> like totally it looks really weird in the american version of the show like they do this weird like color cutaway thing and then he immediately says, "You just wait until it grows back." Like, what? that's what not how arms I work. I don't understand what just—I ha- never understood it. And then when I watched the Japanese version. I was like, "Oh shit!" He punched him so hard his arm broke off. That is horrifying.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yikes! Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to wa- keep watching the show with him. It's really fun. It's fun being able to share this with somebody else in the house. You know. I'm such a huge fan of this, of this song. And he's just the right age to be, like, really, really into this stuff. And this other kid that he talks to at school um, is a big Dragon Ball fan because he's got a Dragon Ball backpack. Aww. I'm not sure how I feel about that kid. Um, he's he's kind of weird. But then John's kind of weird, too. This is a kid that when John was, I think, in kindergarten was kind of bullying him. Okay, And now he, like... But John and he make he goes out of his way to say goodbye to John and nobody else, and like he says it really weird, and I don't know if it's, I think like the kid's just a little off, and I and and that and if that's the case, then sure man go nuts. But this is also the kid that was telling John like a month ago that he had an early copy of Metroid Dread, and I'm like, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> believe me, if this game had leaked, I'd know about it. It hasn't leaked yet, <laughs> so he does job. not have an early. Not even big big places like IGN have review copies of this yet. So, he doesn't he doesn't have it. He's lying. So, I don't know how I feel about this kid, but either way, um he's a Dragon Ball fan and this other yeah, you know, he's he's a video game fan, so he and John have stuff to talk about and nerd out about at school, so that's pretty fun.
2: That's nice. So, at least he's got someone he's bonding with even if he sounds like a little bit of a shit. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so that's good and i think that's been pretty much it i um you know i i was gifted an xbox one recently and i have that set up for um to run plex on uh in disney plus and stuff so i'm i'm kind of using that as my media server down here in the basement television um I, i don't think i've been really watching much of anything else it's just been a lot of game playing i mean metroid came out over the weekend and we beat the entire game in the span of four days, and it was amazing. I, I like the way he says "we." <laughs> I j, j, I would I would be stuck in a few places if not for John. No no shit. Really? There would be there is a rumor too that I'm like this one in particular. Towards the end of the game, I'm just I'm going back and forth in and out of this door, and John eventually says, "Why aren't you just going in the tunnel?" I'm like, "What tunnel?" He's like, "That tunnel over there." And he walks over the screen and points to it. It's got fucking lights on it and everything. And I just didn't see it for like a couple of minutes. I was told <laughs> I was ready to shut the game off and come back to it in a few hours. I'm like, I have no idea what to do right now. It, like, there were like three or four instances during the game where that happened, where you just saw something on screen that I completely missed.
2: That's awesome, though. I love that. That's kid <laughs> that brain at work. It was great.
1: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So that's uh, there. There's the catch up. I have no idea what else Karen's been watching. Um, she's definitely been watching some other stuff while well, she's been watching Baking Show a little bit uh, and she's still marathoning Doctor Who I think every time I go upstairs she's got that on mm-hmm. uh, but as for other stuff that she's doing while I'm podcasting and or working it beats the crap out of me uh, and I'm sure she will talk about it the next time she's on the show but for right now I think we need to wrap up the first second so we can segment so we can go uh, talk about the news and I can get my butt to bed Sounds yeah. like a so we are going to do some commercials and then we're going to go back and talk about the news you are listening to this week's episode from com. Stick around. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content available now from our partners and com.
2: First up, Polly Shore is a national treasure, apparently, allegedly his beloved weasel character has woven itself into the very fabric of our society according to chris
1: no no these are your words
2: It's totally totally my words i know who paulie shore is i didn't look at this and go who the fuck is paulie shore so when an icon such as him teams up with a young brendan Fraser, i do know him and lord of the rings sean astin you have the recipe for success that's why Sean, Paul, and Chris decided to take a deep dive into the psychological thriller Encino Man, dissecting all the nuances of the performances, pontificating on the genius premise, and of course, we some juice? I don't get this reference! Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm stupid. Does this all-time classic stand the test of time? Don't miss A Theater Near You, Episode 7, Encino Man.
1: Spoiler oh my murder? god! Yes, I want so badly to know what you would make of this movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, me or Evan? You,
0: I mean, oh, you. I have, um, I, I, I have a valid opinion about this movie. I've watched it multiple <laughs> times. Really? <laughs> yeah.
2: How have we not watched this? What is it? Is it okay? What is the actual premise? Is this a comedy?
0: It is a. It is, it <laughs> is it a yes, It is a problem.
1: '90s comedy movie. It is. Uh, Brendan Fraser is a caveman. Sean Astin is. For some reason thinks he will be popular in high school if he digs a pool in his backyard. And him and his friend Paulie Shore are uh, are digging a pool in his backyard oh, and, and they, they accidentally Brendan. unearth a caveman, Brendan Fraser. No. Frazier.
2: Shut up. Oh yeah. Wait yeah for he's it. Frozen, what?
1: And then he thaws out and he wakes up and then they teach him about like, you know, life in 90s high school in uh, Encino, Encino California.
2: California. What? Yeah. Shush. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. The Shush guy. Oh, Evan. Uh-huh. You should you should definitely <laughs>
1: listen to this episode I of will. Theater New You. Paul deep dove into this movie like he had some thoughts I on this movie. Will.
2: What is this?
0: Let let me get through this this plethora of names that Chris has written down for me. I'm sorry.
2: I'm just looking at Brendan Fraser and Encino Man and my life is over. Okay. Go ahead. Read, honey. Dude was sexy AF.
1: (laughs) That is a good looking caveman.
2: (laughs) There is no denying that. Okay. Moving on.
0: Next up. No, your fears do not deceive you. The crew at Sparkcast is talking about Leo- Victory Leo. God Gin-, Gin Ginrai? I can't read it. It's super yeah. right. I don't know what it is. God Ginrai Leo Convoy Lion Optimus. G1 Optimus Prime. Optimus, Primal, and Star Saber, all in one place. These titans of Transformers history are pitted against the deadly threat of Beast Wars Megatron. Holy shit. <laughs> G1 Starscream, new villains, and a brand new Megatron. Things are about to change into <laughs> other things in a big, bad way. Prepare yourself for the hilariously named Threat of Double Megatron. <laughs> Threat of Double Megatron in SparkCast (laughs) episode 50, Transformers, Robot Masters, OVA
2: 1 and 2. Oh, you know you gotta catch it. What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, made perfect sense to me, and, and I even know a little bit about Transformers. Anyway, finally... And in an all-new Mutant Musings Evolution, Patty and Jonathan discuss Target X and Sins of the Sun. Patty teaches us about killer boats as Jonathan, fig- Jonathan figures out how metalheads style their hair. What is Irish coffee, really? Did Jonathan actually spider dance? Find out in Mus- Mutant Musings episode 19, Tentacle Time with Logan. No lie, this was probably one of my favorite pieces of cover art we've ever had on Geek <laughs> Okay. Jonathan, uh, he screen grabs, uh, when he's watching, uh, the, the episodes to, to send me, uh, images to make the episode art out of, mm-hmm. and it was Logan just, like, robotic tentacles grabbing him, and, like, you know, he has this very, I don't know if terrified is the right look on his face, like... When you look at it from the perspective of, you know... Uh, is the voice of getting in my head.
2: Listen, when Ten, you're surrounded you know, tentacle by tentacles, you, there's no you, other face to have.
1: You call the episode Tentacle Time, and immediately you start thinking about, like, tentacle porn, right? Yes. Like, yeah. that's, the, that's the joke that's implied. And then you got Logan from X-Men Evolution's face with Tentacle Time with Logan, and the subtitle was From Our Johnson to Your Johnson. I don't know what that <laughs> means, but shit just had crack it up, so... <laughs> for all this great content and more from us and our partners please be sure to keep your eyes on geekade.com we are back back and better than ever uh, we have a bunch of news stories to talk about, so let's get started. she live action series in the works. This comes to us from uh, Deadline.com. This is this is happening at Amazon, which really continues to confuse me <laughs> as to who actually owns the rights of uh, these various properties. Because I was pretty sure Netflix had this on lock, but apparently I was wrong. Uh, it's coming to us from DreamWorks Animation. Um no, no, it's not. Dreamworks Animation produced the last Shira thing. Yeah. This is Beast so the shit is, out of me who's th- doing it. So yeah, um, so this is it.
2: Amazon Studios is doing the live action, but the animated version was Dreamworks. So yeah. evidently this is supposed to be its own standalone thing. It's not attached to the cartoon at all. Uh, at all. But like what what the fuck? I mean, I'm going to watch it because I want to support the idea of like more shira content because it seemed to be very well liked and and that's great, but like I now I just feel like they took it and they were like, "Yeah, this is doing well. Let's do this too. Let's just keep Yo, going." let's
1: do, everyone can do something related to Master of the Universe because we've got Netflix currently has two different yeah. cartoons. Yep. Right, there's that one movie, or is that a different series? It's all no, CG it's d- and wonky looking d- and then you've got the Kevin yeah. Smith one, yeah. which is not related to She-Ra, nope. which is not related to this She-Ra. Nope. What the hell? So do we remember the <laughs>
0: last time Masters of the Universe, universe went live action?
1: Ah, uh, that was it, the, the it, old movie that everyone hated, that's right? That's right.
0: Dolph Lundgren starred as Adam
2: I've still never seen that
0: movie. Oh, you. They they played the the Times University travel thing was a musical instrument and there was a a troll and then there was a, uh, not Jennifer Aniston, who's the other friend, uh, Monica. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Cox. She was in it. Like, really fucking weird. Not good. (laughs) Really fucking weird. I'm discovering things right now. Yeah, I
1: don't think I've heard anyone really say anything positive about that movie over the years, so I haven't actively sought it out.
2: Probably the best choice. I think
1: it's, (laughs) yeah, I think you're winning for that one. (laughs) I mean, maybe it'll come up on a theater near you. Maybe that's when it'll happen. Uh, Meanwhile, the uh, today today.com reports com reports Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings to split Jeopardy hosting duties through 2021, and I'm at the point where I just could not possibly care less for the next. I will tell you though,
2: Ken Jennings. I think that's a wonderful choice uh, for anyone that's who doesn't a great know. Great choice. He won a lot on Jeopardy, like the most, right? Um, and did did you see? Did you watch the thing? Like, I, I don't know if it was actually in here um, because I had been uh watching and reading, um, but that he was given uh alex trebek's like uh what, what are those things a little clicker uh, th- no the uh the little things that go on the cufflinks oh. um oh. and, a, and a note from alex's wife because they actually did form a relationship over the years and he saw alex uh like two days before he died um so like they had a real bond and a in a real friendship and i think that it's beautiful that he would Carry on this legacy, and and it seems like he is honestly a wonderful choice for this role. So, uh, and I, you know, maybe he the camera won't love him as a host, but I think it it did when he was on Jeopardy, and I think that this is going to be wonderful. I, so, definitely
0: yeah. a better choice than creepy producer
1: guy Yeah,
2: so. yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's
1: the thing. Like, I feel like he was at this point. All right, that's a great choice. But then Maya and Alex there too, and I don't know. I don't like her.
2: well that's a you know shared responsibility I'm not again not 100% on why that was even necessary but whatever because
0: Ken Jennings is not a name of enough enough of a name yet
2: yeah well
0: let him get get a, a half a season with well not even half a season it's three months at best with her and then by next year next whatever however they do it he'll be doing it by himself and she'll be a guest host
2: yeah, I think that's great. I yeah, whatever. L- use the name equity, build. It's great. Move on. <laughs> Jeopardy is saved. The end. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, this is some fascinating news to me. Uh, now, Karen would obviously be the the uh, the Squee! expert to talk about this, but I certainly have plenty of thoughts on it. So, Doctor Who TV uh, announces, and this was a genuine shock to me: Russell T Davies to return as Doctor Who showrunner. So Russell T Davies is um, the one
2: Bad that was,
1: yeah, he was running the show when it first rebooted on BBC America or BBC. Okay, so he basically after,
2: made me like Doctor Who. <laughs> like, yeah, this yeah. was
1: the Christopher Eccleston. Um, uh, uh, this, Smith?
2: No, this is no. before Matt Smith. Okay, like yeah, he, I mean, Ma- yeah, this is D- yeah. Eccleston tenant.
1: And like this was before Stephen Moffat took over. Okay, and mm-hmm. like I'm not saying that stuff's perfect, but it's it's still really like it, it's kind of campy. It has a, had a lot more in touch with classic Who, you know. Mm-hmm. It was it was still finding its footing. It's still figuring out what the show was eventually going to be uh, in a modern setting. And that stuff's brilliant. I mean, <laughs> all the Bad Wolf stuff, but like from what I've come to understand during that initial run that was him, him and his production company working very closely with BBC to produce this stuff this is like him and his production company Bad Wolf is is running the shit mm-hmm. oh so i don't know how i feel about this i i know that the show needs needs something to bring it back um this last season really kind of lost me um, I'll always be a Doctor Who fan. You know, Karen introduced me to the show, and I just I love it. I've rewatched it, you know, plenty of times. I think Doctor Who's phenomenal, and I'll always watch new episodes. But this, um, uh, this last season of Jodie Whittaker, um, with Chris Chibnall as the showrunner, wasn't great. Um, did some did some shit to the lore that I did not care for at all. Kind of made the Doctor into like a, a whole chosen one thing, and it just seemed like a a really, really reaching to try to find gravity where it didn't need it. And, uh, and I didn't care for it at all. And it's a bummer that, uh, Jodie Whittaker's not sticking around after Chris Chibnall leaves because I, much like Peter Capaldi before her, I think that she could do phenomenal things with the character if she just had better scripts to work with. Agreed. Uh, and in their in their first season together, they had some really, really high notes. And I was really into some of the stuff they did. That first episode with the Dalek that they did, I thought yeah. was really, really cool. Um, but it just continued to go downhill from there and do all sorts of stuff that I just... They did that other mysterious doctor, the 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 black woman doctor that came before all the other original doctors because apparently the doctor had like all other set of regenerations before William Hartnell back when the show originally began in the 50s. And I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. You're, no. Yeah. You're f- you- move forward. Do not fuck with the past like that. Like you don't need to do that. You just don't. And at a certain point, it started to smell like diversity for diversity's sake. Yes. And yes. that shit bugs me. Like don't do diversity for diversity's sake. Just do diversity. <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah. You don't have to like you don't have to really have to hammer hammer the head over it. You just do it naturally and and, and then it's then, then it's good, you know? Don't yeah. force it. It just it everything felt so Yeah, the show left a bad taste in my mouth. That's and what I call never watched that checking come from Doctor Who.
0: You know, like, there was a certain run of episodes there where they were making sure that their boxes were checked, making sure that they're, you know, proper with what's going on in the world. And they it's it's unnecessary. You don't have to do that. As long as you're telling good quality stories and you have the right cast and the right cast members in there, like, you, you will get your point across. And, I don't know, that just seemed very forced.
1: It did. And, like, I didn't want it to feel forced. Like, you can you do all that stuff but like it, it seemed like they were making such a point of like like the the one dude uh, i forget all the characters names but the, um the, the one guy that had like the learning disability mm-hmm. they like didn't do anything with it they were like yeah he's got a learning disability i'm like all right cool that's pretty neat and then like yeah. they, they the box made sure you knew that he had a learning disability and then like he didn't act like it for the rest of the season until like the very end when he was trying to learn how to ride a bike, it's like, Oh, right. He had a learning disability. And like, they just kind of glossed over it for most of the show. And like, that's what kind of made it feel shoehorned instead of like organic. And that's, that's a problem when doing stuff like when, when doing stuff like that, when you're, you're doing representation, like you got to do it justice. You have to do it properly. Otherwise it feels like pandering Mm -hmm. and, that yeah. just it, it didn't feel good to me Done so, so well. russell d davies returning so like we're going all the way back to the beginning uh i mean I'm, I'm i'm cautiously optimistic i'm hopeful uh i think it's in i didn't think imagine that he would want to return ever uh but here we are and i, I clearly he's got some sort of ideas so let's see what he's got yeah i think it's a good idea it's a weird idea. I would have, I really probably would have preferred something, uh, you know, someone who had never done it before, another fresh take on it. But you know what? Sure. <laughs> um, I was so ready for Moffat's time to be over and then it moved on to Chibnall and it was, argue- it was probably worse. Uh, And so, I don't know. I want Dr. Sh- I want Dr. Who to be good again. I really do. I mean, um, they
2: lost me on Matt Smith. Honestly, like, I I have had no interest <coughs> in trying to pick the show back up. After and I, Matt Smith, or at the like, beginning during, of during, like uh-huh. it was like kind of like I I got through all of Matt Smith, and then I just was like, okay,
0: that was Chibnall, right?
2: I'm done. I no no that no. was Moffat.
0: That's what I meant. It was Moffat. He over eventually everything.
1: had this problem where he had to keep one upping himself yeah. and the stakes kept getting it's like, oh, we're not just saving the universe. We're saving all the universes. Now we're saving all of reality and the concept of time itself. Like it just kept building bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and bigger until there was literally nowhere else to go.
2: All right. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, it, and it
1: felt too convoluted.
2: It did, it did, and it lost me, and I just didn't care anymore, and like I didn't feel invested, and uh, I didn't care about Clara, and I loved
1: Peter Capaldi's performance as the Doctor, but yeah, holy shit, that he just gets some really bad
2: stories to work with, but
1: man, when he got good stuff, he shined so bright. Peter Capaldi yeah. got
2: robbed. Like that's the thing that I I feel sad about with this show is that i i still i still consider myself a doctor who fan but like i have just not felt connected to the show in some time now mm-hmm. um so i'm a fan of everything else leading up to that and and the writing and the stories that i had experienced before that and that's the stuff that i encourage people to watch and you know hearing more and more about how it's gone down downhill like it's not an encouraging feeling when you're like, Hmm, should I like, Oh, guess, guess not. Like, you know, I, I want him, I want Russell T Davies to come back and like, just revitalize this a little bit, you uh-huh. know, because I, otherwise like I'm done, I'm done with Dr. Who. If I do a rewatch, like, I, I don't know that I will, I may stop after tenant. Like, I don't know.
1: Which is a perfectly fine stopping point because the show does kind of do a weird soft reboot at that point you know yeah like it's a pretty really it's a really different flavor as soon as Matt Smith takes over. I love the early Matt Smith seasons i I think they're great, and I enjoyed Matt Smith's performance so much that even when the show was pissing me off, I was still having a lot of fun yeah, and I still
2: think Matt Smith is a great doctor i like I, I didn't he didn't you know it's it's hard to let go when you really love somebody right like Tennant was so amazing, and I also yeah loved him and donna like so that was that was tough but overall like yeah matt smith i thought he was wonderful i thought he made a great doctor i just fell off of it like i just didn't it didn't keep my attention anymore and i just didn't love the show the way i had
1: yeah and at a certain point if you don't love it anymore you gotta stop watching it and yeah i mean i'm it's like karen's favorite fiction ever pretty much so mm. it's always gonna be on so i'll always watch it with her but uh, yeah i was really really feeling disconnected from it in the last season when they pulled all that stuff with uh with her being the the original time lord or something like that it was it just got really really ridiculous and messing with like the basics of what doctor who is and like trying to answer the questions that I don't think should ever actually be answered, like who really is the doctor
2: right like, I that's know
1: that. like, that's not the point, like it's neat that that's a mystery, but like I don't really want to know the answer to that. Mm. Remember how much more interesting Wolverine was before we knew who he was? Yes, right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like getting snippets of answers. I like the fact that over time we've been given more and more of the doctor's history um I think another point of frustration for me with that show has also been the fact that, like, I feel as though you'll, you'll get information. And at one point, like, I thought it would be really fun as, like, a fan exercise to take the snippets of info they've given us and try to actually put together some sort of timeline for the doctor's life. But then they keep fucking changing things. (laughs) Like, they just negate stuff.
0: That's, that's. that's there, that was always their catch-all, that they can do that, and they always left themselves an out because it is a time-travel show. It's,
2: But un- they would build entire sections of plot around these elements of, <laughs> like, the Doctor's history, and then it was like, oh, we're just... We don't like that anymore, so, na- yeah, no. That, doesn't, well, that didn't to, happen, or it doesn't matter.
0: Someone else has I- to put their stamp on it. So
1: Yeah, I really hope that um, uh, Davies finds a way to just kind of undo some of that shit.
2: Like, the, yeah, like, there's there's the wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff, and then there's, like, fucking Bad Wolf. Like, that, seriously, to me, was some phenomenal writing.
1: Oh, that stuff was great. Um, it's pretty funny, like, and I hate to try to drag this back into, a you know, my, my own lunacy, but this was, um, we had a really similar situ- situation with this Metroid game that just came out. Like, <laughs> they... They like really hardcore fucked the mythology with this Wii game called Other M, mm-hmm. where they just did they did all manner of stuff to Samus's character, and it was it was bad. It was bad. They I'm really nice dove into like who she was and. Made her like really whiny and 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 crying all the time and like pontificating over every singular thing that happened. There was a time where where you watched somebody go through a door and then she had a flashback to that person going through the door and thought about that person going through the door. I'm like, what are you doing? Why is this happening right now? And they they made this character that had always been you know pretty stoic and athletic and referred to as a warrior stupid weak. So, Metroid Dread just came out that actually delves into her past and, like, why she is who she is. And they basically just said, nah, to all this stuff in Metro and Other M. Like, it's still technically there and, like, kind of canon. But, like, they did some weird changes, like, to to different power-ups that she had. Being like, oh, no, it's not a different suit. It's, like, it's a function of her suit. No, that's not really how that shit works. So, yeah, they just kind of wipe that shit aside and i'm that's kind of what i'm hoping for with uh the the next flavor of doctor who to be like remember all this weird shit they just did that kind of intrinsically changed who the doctor as a character kind of is
2: just nah
1: (laughs) just just forget about that just just move on
2: don't mind if i do moving
1: on Uh, let's talk, let's talk about this article from Gizmodo. Netflix's Sandman reveals new footage and death would like a word.
2: Ah, this looks so good.
1: Sorry. Looks great. Now, I don't know anything about this. I've never read the comics. I've seen lots of pictures of the comics and I'm looking at the thumbnail for this trailer and that dude looks just like the drawing of Sandman. (laughs) That is pretty impressive.
0: Yes, that's, and that's real. I mean, there's some overacting in this snippet but it it looks great like Shut so far so good and i don't want to get too excited because i love that story but
2: did you actually read the sandman comics Bib? Mm-hmm. okay yeah. so Years for ago. me i was never into the art style this was one of those like i couldn't get into it because the art was too weird uh, um but the story is supposed to be so phenomenal and i'm really excited that this is being presented in this format now because i think that they're going to do a good enough job of it that i'm not going to care About whether or not it was like the comic, because I don't give a shit. I didn't want to read the comic, and this is this is me finally getting to experience some of these stories that people have told me for years. I would love.
1: Yeah, it's the same same exact situation for me. I've never read the comics mostly because I didn't, I wasn't attracted to the artwork. But I gotta say that they found a dude that looks so much like that drawing of Sandman that I've seen on the covers is freaking weird. But (laughs) kind of crazy. That is awesome. That's that is impressive.
2: I love when they can do stuff like that in television where they actually find a good likeness for a character and this that, that excited me very much.
1: Sticking with Netflix-related news, People.com, uh, Bridgerton's Nicola Coughlin warns fans to prepare thyself <laughs> for season two, see the first look. Uh, I still don't know what this show is about uh, because <laughs> whenever you guys talked about it, I kind of zoned out because like, do you get that humming in your brain too? <laughs> it's just like all of a sudden, Thanks, like other bees in here. Uh, let's <laughs> see what's going on on Facebook. Uh, so yeah, is the are are you? Did you prepare thyself? Are, I are have... thine prepared. Are thou prepared?
2: My body is ready. <laughs>
1: thou <laughs> be prepared.
2: Uh, yes, thine body is readieth. Uh, all right. Yeah. No. This. Um, <coughs> So basically this time the story follows a different member of the Bridgerton family. And I'm very excited to see that it's going to follow a member that, uh, Karen and I had talked about him just getting kind of like sad and pathetic at the end of the first season. And I'm like, Oh yes, this is his opportunity. This is his moment to have character growth. He will shine. Uh, and they do a good job with that on this show. So I, I think that it will be really interesting and there's, questions that were left unanswered at the end of last season that will hopefully be addressed this season so yeah i'm definitely looking forward to this and uh that's it i'll move on from there because you know nobody else cares and i'm so excited for the next thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right witcher season two and prequel blood origin share peaks at monsters and men uh yeah man i liked the witcher i'll watch more of it
2: can i share a secret with you guys (laughs) please do uh evan i didn't tell you this the other night and i totally forgot but i had a dream about the witcher awesome (laughs) it was really weird so i otherwise known as it was a little sexy i'm not gonna lie but the weird thing was was you were the witcher (laughs)
0: bullshit
2: no i'm not even joking so uh (laughs) you are you are
0: smoking something woman (laughs) no well
2: (laughs) that's cabezel
0: that's cabezelle
2: listen uh Yeah, no. Caviezel,
1: I- no, he's not. That's not the guy who played Jesus in the Passion of Christ. It's Henry Cavill, not not Jesus Caviezel. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: so, so, side note: the other day, I I got I acquired a movie, and the the trail the artwork was on my Plex, and she goes, "Who is that?" And I went, "Oh, that's Henry Henry Caviezel or Henry Cav Caviezel." think that's how it's pronounced was like who is that i'm like i don't
1: know he no, played jim jesus. Caviezel, jim caviezel like, henry yeah, Jesus. Yeah, no your your exact lied.
2: words were you know who that is he played jesus i was like and everybody's new like that. What? apparently you didn't know who played jesus anyway
1: passion of the christ remember when that came out
2: i remember that coming out that's all i remember yeah because everyone like mel Gibson's crazy
1: out. crazy crazy ass jesus movie and yeah. you know, Jim Tardisle played Jesus. Jesus. And it was awesome because I was working at, um, this is before I met Evan, but I was working at the uh, Game Crazy in Brooklyn, which was attached to the Hollywood video in Brooklyn. Uh, and my roommates at the time wanted to do mushrooms at night. And they were like, Chris, I need you to bring home uh, Passion of the Christ and you got served. <laughs> and we're, g- we're going to do mushrooms and we're going to watch them back to back
2: that sounds like quite the trip
1: oh Oh, it was hilarious because uh you know i'm i don't go anywhere near that stuff so i'm just they they wanted me to hang out with them in case they like got so high that they would want to go up on the roof Mm -hmm. and then i would be there to stop them and like i just remember chilling there like half watching the movie because like it was awful and it was after you got served, which I didn't watch any of. And then uh, there just came a point where they started whipping him. And my roommate's like, oh, Jesus got served.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. And there it
1: is.
0: Jesus got Man.
2: served. Man. Okay. Well, anyway. on much- This looks great.
0: Better notes, yeah.
2: (laughs) I watched every part of this that I could. I'm super excited for The Witcher. Uh, I have a friend here in the town where we we currently live who is, like, a huge Witcher fan. He knows all the lore and uh, has read books, played the games, like, everything you can do to be a fan of The Witcher, he has done it. And uh, he is very excited about this, which has further increased my excitement. I like like getting a, a super fan seal of approval, so...
0: That boar-like creature looks fantastic, whatever
2: that is. We gotta watch. I gotta, well, I'll watch the anime, and then I'll tell you all about it.
1: Oh, I'm into it. I really enjoyed the first season. I hope they tell it, like, in a straight line this time, though, that it being all out of order is kind of wacky and seemed ultimately pointless to me.
2: Yeah, the uh, telling things out of order thing, really not a good move. Uh, I feel like there should be enough backlash from fans on the internet to hopefully have stifled that as a concept. Yeah, because was like it didn't
1: need a gimmick. It was like, oh, this is this shit's awesome. Stop it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just, like
1: just tell it in a straight line. So
2: huh? please stop being so need this weirdo gimmick. So abstract. Yeah.
1: Agreed. All right, this was uh, this was some interesting uh, interesting news here. This comes to us from tvweb.com. Night Court Revival officially gets series order at NBC. So uh, it is
0: official. There are no new ideas left, people. Give it up, we're done. Right? We've, we've officially run I just, out.
1: I wish I could remember who uh, said it, but somebody on Twitter was like, Yeah, no wonder, uh, um... It, networks are, like, all about reboots right now. I mean, the most popular shows right now are, like, Ted Lasso and, and Bridgerton and... Oh, wait a second.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Thanks. exactly right, though. Like, come on. Get your fucking brains back in order, people, and stop rebooting things.
0: And if... So, the the issue that I see... um Ooh, I can't remember the, the lead character's real name. He was also in The Shining. But, um...
2: <laughs> I was gonna say... That, Jack that guy, is, but... the guy
0: is being replaced. Judge Harry Stone. Judge, well, yeah, Judge Harry Stone. I apologize. I, I was trying to remember his real name.
1: I can't remember his name either. It just um, took me until then to remember. Like uh, Judge Judge Stone, Judge Harry Stone. That was it. Yeah, I used to love Night Court, man. He is being replaced by the whiny girl. The whiny girl from uh, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Now I don't know who you're talking about because I don't watch Big Bang Theory at all. It it's nauseates man. me but as soon as i saw it, the big bang theory were the first words in this article i was like yes that
0: that girl know. sitting at the at the, the the judge's stand is from the big bang theory and she has a her character on that show has i don't know what she really sounds like has a very nasally whiny voice
1: and and apparently she's playing uh harry stone's what daughter i don't know uh, yep
2: sure she's followed in her father's footsteps and now she is running the night court that is all i know i read the article and john, john larroquette's
1: Leriquette in it still alive. um <laughs> didn't the guy who played bull didn't he die yes i'm pretty sure he did he was my favorite because you know i watched this when i was a kid so 90 percent of the humor went right over my head i just thought bull was hilarious <gasps> um so yeah i don't know uh, i don't know what to think of this i'll take a look at it um it's a weird oh. thing to reboot, but uh, I hope it still has the same theme song.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are fucking old. Let's yeah. move on. All right.
1: Yeah, we get it. Yes, let's move on from Night old to new. No I don't know, man. Uh, what Evan, you posted this one? Arcane official trailer for Netflix. Why? Why do we care?
0: So oh, my... it is from the creators
1: Ooh, of League of
0: Legends. Yes, from from League of Legends. <laughs> this is a video game based.
1: <laughs> okay. It's from Riot
2: Games. Okay, no, no, no. Wait, can I sell this? I got this. Go Elevator pitch. You ever see all those movies that they make for video games when they're launching like a new edition of World of Warcraft or like maybe if you've ever played League of Legends and you've seen something where they make a new video about new characters that they're launching and that will soon be playable and they could give you like just a smidgen of backstory and you're like, oh, what I wouldn't give for more. More. That's what this is. It's That's what this more. is. This
1: is the more. This is all the right.
2: more. It is everything and more.
1: So
0: I have no it's idea. have kind of a neat art direction. That's yeah. what got me. I love this art style. I think it is beautifully stunning. So excited. Um,
1: this is the polar opposite of what if. <laughs> yes. if. What if looked like this? I would have been all for that shit. Fair.
0: And it it is still computer generated. It's that you know, it but it's it's gorgeous. Which I have no basic like I'm I showed this to, to Ange and she apparently played League of Legends or, or one Way of back those. in the
2: day. And I have nothing so did
0: Dean. Ugh
2: my my i played it on a mac uh which was not a great choice my macbook was not uh purchased for the intent of gaming but it was purchased to have a slightly better better video card setup because i was using like photoshop and adobe um that being said it still could not handle the game and like i would get like randomly like discolored pixels like i would just have random areas of the screen where it would go like multicolored and <laughs> stop working and i had horrible lag and and the game for anyone who doesn't know already um is basically uh like it's a PVP setup and and you're uh, there's like three lanes that you can uh traverse from one end of the map to the other uh and you're fighting the other team and there's an objective i think for like uh, taking territory and taking down their defense towers and then like getting a number of kills and stuff like that um and at the time i think they had i don't know like 30 characters and now they probably have like i think they have over 100 now like it's insane Hmm. um but they've done like stuff where they would do like videos where when they'd be launching a new character they would give you a little bit of backstory about them because each character has a unique design and concept and powers and um this is the backstory of two of those characters so uh one of them is jinx and the other one i i recognize her but i i can't remember if it's vi or v uh but it's vi is the way her name is spelled um and this is basically a story that's been uh written about the two of them and their connection to one another uh so i don't know if this is actually canon for the way the characters were originally introduced but i i remember jinx being extremely popular uh, when she was released and so i'm just looking forward to seeing these stories again and i and i thought i recognized a couple other characters in like quick flashes on the on the screen but um yeah this makes me just want to go back and and look at all things riot again and just like like i don't know watch people play league or like look up every youtube video ever about league because i really enjoyed this game i just never had Mm -hmm. a system where i could play it well
0: now you do yeah Yeah. that's
2: true now now i just don't have time (laughs) but
0: for someone who has nothing it looks fantastic yeah i'm no base. i have no connection to this show or video game yeah
1: i got nothing here either and that that's really cool art direction
2: yeah i like that it's appealing to people who don't know anything and it is i hope that other people who are fans of the game are also finding this as appealing as i do so riot makes beautiful work and uh i'm just i'm so happy to see this and god it's gonna be amazing
1: speaking of video game Speaking of video games, yes, IGN reports the Last of Us HBO series first image revealed of Pedro Pascal's Joel and Bella Ramsey's Ellie, uh, and it's a still shot of the backs of their heads.
2: Yeah, yep. <laughs> I was like, that's a reveal, I guess.
1: Looks just like them. <laughs> yep, nailed it, guys. Uh, I've got i've I have negative interest in uh, the Last of Us, so I won't be watching the show because. Uh, the reason I don't want to play the game is it seems way more dire than I feel like being around. It's so
0: zombie video game, if I'm not mistaken, kind of thing.
1: And yeah, but like Pedro really Pascal. depressing. Yes. Um really just just painfully violent. <laughs> and uh I don't know, every time I see pieces of it, it's just like, this is art! <laughs> Look at it! And I'm like, alright, I get it. You're really, really cool and really Artsy, hip,
2: don't, and cool. I don't want to.
1: <laughs> don't want to. Mega me. I, I, I like a I like a little bit of a little bit of happiness. But I don't want to murder all these things. Just, just leave me alone.
2: I so, I yeah, have I don't know. interest neat. in this series, and I do at some point want to play this game. Uh, so I'll let you know how it is.
1: I are. look forward to your impending review. Thanks. Meanwhile, the only story that matters variety.com law and order to return for season 21 on NBC just (laughs) I am why
2: why (laughs)
1: <laughs> why what do you mean why
2: why is this still going like listen i was a fan of law and it's order not my still going days. that's the thing it has been going for ages but like they're bringing it
0: back how long honey you're not going to argue this stop pretending to argue this with chris
1: you know this is like chris's christmas
2: i know um, i just wanted no, to kill santa the thing.
1: how long it? you bring it been? back i don't i don't know i don't know i, st- I stopped paying attention it's been it's been too long okay. but here's the thing about this show in particular being rebooted It doesn't fucking matter if there's any characters that were in the original version, because the show was never about the characters. Mm -hmm. It's like every episode is its own self-contained thing. There's no continuity to pay attention to. It's just here are the cops, here are the lawyers, and the case is the story. Mm-hmm. that's why I was so bummed when this ended and SVU continued because SVU is like the polar opposite of that right. SVU is all about the, the, the drama of these characters lives and everything. And like, they tried doing that with law and order at, at a certain point and it went really poorly. So they just stopped like, Nope, fuck this back to individual things. Just do the show exactly what it is. It doesn't matter who the characters are because it all wraps up nice and neatly in the end with a it's episode by episode thing. So, that's why you can't reboot Law and Order, you just you, you just can't because what would be the point? <laughs> so just fine, just just flick flick the switch back on and keep making episodes. And I'm so totally into it. If there's going to be any characters coming, the only character that I would love to see come back is Jack McCoy. Uh, and Sam <laughs> Watterson said that he would be into it. Um, nothing's been officially announced though. Um, but outside of that, like. I mean, sure, you want to bring ADA Cutter back? Go nuts. Uh, what's her name? Alana DeGarza. She's already got other jobs. She ain't coming back. And that's fine. She was wonderful on the show. But, you know, she'd be missed. I'm pretty sure our lord and savior, Jeremy Sisto, won't come back. Uh, and um, was it Anthony Anderson was his partner? I'm pretty sure he's got other shit to do now, too. Whatever. Give me new detectives. Give me a Asa pa- Asa she was Merkerson. Um, her character had cancer at the end of the show. And, like, she had just got the news that she was going to be fine at the end on uh, on the last episode. And, like, I would imagine she probably retired at that point. So, that's fine. Uh, she was wonderful, but she had been on the show for, like, 150 years at that point. So, uh, it doesn't matter. It's new law and order. And, like, as evident by the fact that I've just been streaming into the background d- during pretty much anything, it really does not matter. Like, it's just fun to listen to. And uh, I'm all for it. I'm so excited. I just hope they. I just hope they don't try to do something different with it. Just That's
2: if you bring bringing back, about.
1: mothership, Law and Order. Just do Law and Order. Just yeah. do that, because they've done so many spin offs of the show over the years, and like a couple of them stuck around. But for the most part, it's like nothing ever topped the original show <coughs> for me, anyway. Fair. <laughs> here, here. Well, so, yeah, Congratulations, nerd. For you, we're all very happy for you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I'm very
2: happy
0: for me, it's too. It's been 12, almost 12 years since the last season. There you go. That,
2: yeah, that was part of my, like, let it go thing. That, that's fine. But, well, right. like, that's the
1: thing. You know, if it were any other show, like, we're just talking about Night Court. Like, that involves, you know, well, how are we going to tie this to the old series? Right. You don't need to do that for this. It's nope. just a it is crime drama boiled down to its essence. So it's a catch all it doesn't have to be anything that supports any sort of continuity you can jump in any episode of any season and not be lost for the most part there were a couple of like two parters and stuff that you know the cases were just too long for one episode but um
2: it was just too much
1: there's just too much awesomeness going on usually when they're like taking on like a crime fallacy like the masuchi the masuchi crime family or something like that the fictional oh, yeah, totally
2: masuchi crap yeah.
1: good times <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, I I just just to have new episodes. Cuz like man, Shit Went Shit Went South when they did Law and Order LA cuz like that was supposed to be kind of like the weird sort of continuation of this and like a lot of DeGarzer moved over to a uh, her character, I can't remember her her character's name, but she moved all the way over to the to LA and Alfred Molina was like the lawyer. And then halfway through the season, he he quit being a lawyer so that he could be a detective. It's like, all right,
2: wait, what? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what not how exactly that works. is happening here? <laughs> this is stupid. And it just had such a different flavor because it wasn't in New York. And that's kind of like the other piece of Law and Order that's awesome is that it's this constant snapshot of New York, because um, it was one of the only cop shows set in New York that was actually filmed in New York. Like NYPD Blue wasn't shot in New York. Oh. Um, Law and Order, though. Shot in New York, I am Very
2: happy. <laughs> for it. Keep it authentic. Hell yeah! All
1: right. Speaking of hell yeah, uh, Variety reports WandaVision spinoff starring Katherine Hahn in the works at Disney Plus. Yay! I had
0: I had not opened up this article because I mean it's right there in the the title. I don't need any more information. But then I opened the article and there's an interview between her and Ted, and I'm like, fuck!
1: I should have watched that. <laughs> I did not watch it. Um
0: thirty minutes long.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh I didn't realize that either, and I will probably watch that. But yeah, no, uh Agatha Harkness was an interesting character. Uh and I like that we we're gonna get a follow up. So huzzah.
2: And they said it's gonna be something of like a dark comedy, so I'm I'm pretty in for that kind of stuff. I was I'll be honest, I wasn't like super thrilled when I saw this. I was like, Great, Disney, just keep milking it. But then I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Whatever.
1: They're doing a good job, so, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I think their weakest thing has been what if so far, uh, and that was always going to be kind of a a weird thing, you know? Yeah. That was always going to be, like, fluff, and I'm honestly glad it didn't turn out to be, like, really tied into the overall overarching MCU, like... I feel like it's such a weird concept with the we're already delving into weird multiverse stuff. It would have been a bit much because like my dad didn't watch. My dad watches the Marvel stuff, but he doesn't really dig cartoons all that much. So he didn't watch what if. And, you know, some people don't like cartoons as much as live action stuff. So you're always going to wind up people missing a lot of this. What if stuff because it was animated. So Mm -hmm. anyways, true. EW dot com. Praise Satan, Kieran and Shipka's Sabrina will officially cross over to Riverdale. Is Riverdale still a show? Apparently, the hell.
0: <laughs> yep. Okay. So they're, they're they're doing the Archie connection, getting Sabrina into Riverdale, and they're going to put it on TV. Didn't,
1: did Sabrina ended a while ago. Right?
2: I don't know. Riverdale can go to hell. I'm so over this. <laughs> I. D- <laughs> Sorry.
1: Yeah. No. And I. I, I remember a lot of people being pretty unhappy with the way Sabrina ended so
2: I didn't even finish uh, I was like you know what Sabrina fucking do your thing go roll hell or not I don't care about you
0: Sabrina was Netflix right yep and Riverdale is not Netflix nope it's, is it CW? or w?
2: It is now, honey. It is now. I, don't yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When. I don't care enough to know. I'm sorry, guys. I know our job is to read news articles, but you but know what? Got the I didn't hey, want you know to read what? this we one. know what? We read
1: it. We don't have to care about it. I do care about this next one, though. Yeah. CBR.com, sci Fi's Resident Alien Drops season two trailer and BTS featurette. I have not watched the trailer yet, but oh. I am oh, so in to the show.
0: So, unfortunately, the trailer, it's a, like a teaser, is like... 20 seconds long but it's great but it's great the behind the scenes for season two that's like five minutes long and it's fantastic yeah. oh can't wait for this this is so i'm so happy for this
2: yeah this is gonna be I, good times i i want yeah. you to watch and then tell me everything <laughs> like tell me tell me all your thoughts
1: yeah i loved this show and i am into more of it so yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. pile it on for sure in the complete opposite direction (laughs) variety.com that 70s show spinoff that 90s show ordered at netflix Kurtwood smith and deborah joe Rupp to return i had a roommate when i lived in brooklyn who was obsessed with that 70s show and i you know i'll admit that i didn't hate it but i certainly am not going out of my way to watch it again or anything like that but i didn't you know, actively avoid it when it was on in the background, which was pretty much all the time when he lived there. Um,
0: I I will admit I have done a that seventy show rewatch. I enjoyed the show
2: since he's dated me. So, by the way,
0: this was like recent. recently. It's one of those shows that you know you can throw into the background and it'd be fine. Um, yeah, it's
1: pretty decent sitcom background fodder. Yeah, for yep. the most part. Yeah, well, they did try this once already. They did that 80s show, but yes, it didn't they, have any of the original they, characters, right? No, they.
0: Uh, I don't think so no no well i did i did not watch it so
1: i don't think anybody did
0: <laughs> yeah and that was the thing um the theory of this being their kid visiting grandma and grandpa i think that's adorable so i'll check it out i like those two actors as well you know the, yeah because
2: it's going to be uh-huh. the it's red and um kitty kitty thank you yeah. So Uh those are the two characters that they're actually going to bring back. And I mean, I did very much enjoy those two characters as well. So I would say if you had to bring two characters back to try and sell this show to an audience, those would be the strongest characters I could think of.
0: And I could foresee there being cameos because the storyline is that it's Eric and Donna's kid coming to visit. So, Mm -hmm. and what's was the Voltarama? He's not doing
1: much Fez. So, yeah, didn't he like get in a lot of trouble for being like a really shitty person or something? Ooh, I have no idea, but I will Spill do a Google search on the that. Tea. Yeah, look that up. I feel like the guy who played Fez got in some trouble at some point.
2: <laughs> do tell me more. Uh, Google Foo, honey, use your Google Foo. Search faster.
1: <laughs> well, uh, the, while uh, the, he's searching. Yeah, go ahead. Um we only, we only have a little bit left, and, yeah. and I'm just about yeah. running out of steam here. Uh, this just kind of dropped out of nowhere. Speaking of Doctor Who, uh, the flux is coming. What does that fucking what? mean?
2: Karen. We know. Karen, where are you when we need you? <laughs> Stop resting.
1: Uh, no, she doesn't know either. Nobody knows. Like They just dropped this trailer, and it's like, well, it doesn't seem like it's part of the next season. It just seems like some sort of Halloween special, maybe. Uh, okay. And it's just Jodie Whittaker looking all, you know, stressed out. There are a bunch of monsters on the way, like kind of a greatest hits of all the most dangerous monsters in Doctor Who. Like, okay, we've played that card a bunch of times already, so that's kind of lost all meaning, but whatever. Um, again, I can't say I'm super stoked for it, because, uh, cause, uh, <laughs> you know, Doctor hasn't really been getting my jeans steaming lately, but I'm going to watch it. Whatever the flux is, I'm in. So well,
2: then you can tell us about it because I will not be watching that. No interest still.
1: We will, we will tell you all about it. I hope it's a fun, uh, one-off doctor who Halloween special. Cause that would be really cool.
2: I just wish yeah. I was like, I wish I was getting excited when I see these things. I really do. Like I want to be excited. I'm not trying to sound grumpy and cynical. I just don't care. Like mm. it's, and neither does my cat. <sighs> So, so
1: Evan, what the what the hell is this thing you posted so, from b- Deadline?
0: B- before we get that, uh, Wilmer Valderrama has no Google News saying that he's a horrible human being. So,
1: huh? All I right, must go. have heard that wrong, um, or maybe it was the other guy. Um, no, the guy it was, who played was, Foreman's uh, brother or something. Yes, the, that guy was a douchebag. Um,
0: Hyde, Hyde, Hyde yeah, was a go. douchebag. Yes, um, this is okay because it is ho- October is yeah this season uh, we are not doing our 31 days of halloween like we do normally on geek aid um so i thought seeing as from now and between now and the next time we record there's some things going on um i don't know how close <coughs> we will be to recording because at the end of this month um Angie and i have an appointment that we have to be at,
2: at, at a very special place <laughs> that chris, happens to involve wedlock
0: chris will be there i don't know if you're familiar with this um but angela and i are getting married Ooh. anywho uh, to each really, other to each other yes um we <laughs> haven't we? i don't know if we're gonna like i we usually do the halloween episode like we usually do that so if we are not doing it I wanted everybody to know because I thought this article was great. It's showing me every scary movie or television show that's on TV on all of the streaming services and when they're available that you can for this Halloween season. Including
2: (laughs) a supernatural marathon on Halloween. Thank you, TNT. I didn't know you still existed as a channel.
0: I mean, at the very bottom of this article is they didn't list anything from... um, Amazon Prime, um, but at the end of this article, there is a link that takes you to what's current for Amazon this month, and there are a couple of scary movies and television shows on and there, And
2: let me tell you, if you do need Amazon Prime content, uh, I think it was called Killer Sofa. Yeah, look it up. You can thank me later.
0: <laughs> and it's not even a sofa. It's a chair.
2: It's a chair. It's a yeah. Lazy yeah. It was, boy. It was it's... definitely not the right title, but you know what? It was the right title because it fucking sold me.
0: So... Huh. Yeah, I thought this would be a neat little Halloween tip for our six listeners. So, Thanks. All right,
1: duly noted. Well, that is going to do it for us. Well, it's definitely going to do it for me. You guys yeah. want to keep talking? No, we're done. Live the freaking dream. We're done. But, uh, <laughs> I am toast, so I am going to uh, end this episode right now. This week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you, which is why I'm out of energy. And you can get in touch with us within a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord, where there's an entire This Week's Episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. Excuse me, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the official Geekade channels or the more specific Twepcast accounts. And of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S, and you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Uh, My lovely wife, who is unfortunately not here and hopefully is fast asleep by now, uh, can be found on various social media platforms at shoot underscore the underscore moon. Angie, where can people find you?
2: They can find me at my website. All my socials are listed there. My website is AngelaFurnaut And
1: what about you, Evan? Geekade you Evan all over the place. Geek underscore Evan all over the place. <laughs> if you need to know more about this show uh, we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future have a look at our show notes and if you have any other questions at all we can always be reached at mail at com. just look at the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach this show is available anywhere find podcasts or sold including Apple Podcasts Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube and more and wherever you decide to listen please comment, like, subscribe and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated again as always keep your eyes on com for more fresh original content back to me uh so what the hell is our homework uh
0: hold on i i, can, I have this i have notes I really should have thought about
1: it uh 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 Wasn't it- wrote song about it but here it, it goes <sighs> girls five ever season yeah.
0: one, that's episode right yeah that's what i had to look up i remember it was girls five ever i just couldn't remember what episode
1: All right, well, there's your homework, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, We appreciate you all from the the bottom of our hearts. Uh, And that's going to be it. So, uh,
2: yeah, I'm Chris. I'm Angie. Dumbass. Good night.
0: And this concludes our broadcast day.